Welcome to the world of color. A podcast about colors and everything it touches. Podcast by Radio Oedipus, Victor Bangolo, and recorded by Scott Dress. Regarding well, then, uh, then welcome uh, Julia and Dorota at uh, World of Color. So you are day collective duo of artists. Thank you. So thank, thank you, you for joining. For, uh, inviting. Thank you. <laughs> so it's a very special one for me because when I discovered you or I met you, we didn't talk. <laughs> we were uh, yeah. in a performance that uh, your performance tête à tête, and it was all communication through drawings on the body, which I think was quite a way to meet. <laughs> <laughs> True. And um, so now it's radio, obviously, we will be talking. So nobody can see what we draw on our body now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, when I was uh, searching uh, the web about your work, I, I stumbled upon something called The Day Collective, which is a studio photo specialized in weddings. I don't know if you know this. Uh, yeah, there is. Uh, so I was curious, would you plan to create performance at weddings? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, in general, we really love uh, rituals. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, this is one of the possibilities to be a part of it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, because, you know, during weddings, you have this very important bonding moment mm. between two families, not only mm. two persons, but two families. So maybe your performance would bring something to a wedding of a uh, get people together in their <laughs> very core in a sense because mm. they will draw on their body something they will share with someone else from the other side <laughs> interesting yeah. well we'll think about it maybe that yeah. will uh, <laughs> sprout somewhere in your uh, yeah you brought us a good idea to and if you do, do in the so future. please uh, <laughs> let me know if you do uh, such maybe. a Such a wedding uh, performance. <laughs> so yeah, so my, my, my first question, because I, I know uh, a bit your work now, and mm -hmm. I was really curious about this. So painting on the body is a very ancient practice. You know, it's uh, not something, uh, I mean, something as very long as we can tra tra track it, mm. you know. So yeah. do you relate to this very long history of body painting in your work? Definitely in our practice, we are interested in uh, bringing people uh, feeling closer, feeling a part of a nature. Mm -hmm. And uh, in that sense, of course, uh, it's very related to, uh, to the Asian, to the tribal, uh, indigenous way of being. Yeah, and this is our goal to return back to nature mm -hmm. and um, through drawing on our own skin is definitely a part of uh, reaching it. Uh, but what is a difference is that uh, we don't, we, we go beyond the representation and we are interested in activating the abstract way of thinking mm -hmm. and therefore also going beyond the language. Uh, and um, there is no necessarily the symbolism that you can find mm -hmm. in the, yeah, the tribal <laughs> You know, yeah, ancient indigenous. Uh, yeah, because some of the paint. body painting do refer to beliefs yeah. in mm -hmm. many cultures, and in your case, of course, it's more of an abstract 
uh, everybody's own impression and intuition would react. Yeah. So I would wondering if you consider applying colors to the body to be uh, spiritual. Definitely. Yeah? <laughs> yes, it's a. Um It's uh, spiritual and uh, also unconscious mm -hmm. at the same time, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, through this moment of uh, conversing with each other, a magic happens. So this is this spirit that unites us all um, mm -hmm. together beyond this language that we have every day. Yeah. Very deep. Because when I do paintings, <laughs> mm -hmm. I end up with a lot of paint on my on my body sometimes yeah well i do not think this way but i do have a sort of a, a sort of a, yeah a, a feeling when i'm really covered in paint there's mm. something really intriguing when i'm uh, i think i believe every artist who paints or makes stains when they are done they secretly like it that <laughs> their body is colored in a such a way you know the the, the paint becomes your skin somehow mm. or the color do merge in your own skin above it mm -hmm. so do you when you do the performance how the color so i know you're using uh, the specific pencils you know for like uh well, body paint mm -hmm. uh yeah we use the uh eco cosmetic pencils that are the eye crayons yeah. basically and do you mm. pick the colors according to certain rules or is it you know you collect the what's 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 available for your performances? Uh, yeah, interestingly, we started uh, from uh, the first performance from only white color. Mm -hmm. And um, and that was the in response where mm -hmm. people would communicate through drawing on the skin of each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Teta Tet came and in Teta Tet we implemented all the possible colors that we could find in the market. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, actually from one brand. Yeah, but because um, it's eco, so mm -hmm. it has to be easily accessible for mm -hmm. us with uh, all the colors. Yeah. And mm. uh, and they have kind of the biggest diversity of bright colors as well. Uh, so, yeah, we find it really uh, important now to have this uh, palette of colors that um, people can also unconsciously reach to. We were considering, like, I remember we were discussing, oh, if we put more colors, is it going to become less of a flow and less intuitive? Are mm -hmm. people going to make more uh, rational focus thoughts on, oh, which color they want to go for? But we did now more than 100 performances. And, and actually, it didn't seem to be an obstacle. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, this moment of choosing the color happens very fast. And yes. of course, it's a part of our response to each other because the next person mm -hmm. would definitely might use the color as the reason to answer you rather than the shape. Yeah. So the yeah. colors is that sounds very much linked to the person's uh, uh, intuitive reaction to the moment mm -hmm. yeah and do you see difference of color use depending on people or age or you know do you do you notice because you've made hundreds so that's mm. you've seen quite some people drawing on themselves so do you see something mm. Mm. well maybe dark like black or red are more um 
intense uh, in their mood expression. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say so. I guess uh, this is definitely a moment when a person wants to say something. Unless, yeah, yeah. Like uh, currently, we don't use black in the live performances, but uh, but we also have online performances, mm-hmm. and uh, and there everybody brings the colors that they, they want to that they have and uh, mm-hmm. and we always collect experiences of people and indeed we also for experiences we mm-hmm. indeed learned that uh, yeah. that some people used black and it very much related to their mood at a certain moment and it actually allowed them to express this mood um, and actually to accept this mood <laughs> and uh, yeah the beauty of any mood and the beauty of being in any state. <laughs> so you decided to not use black for the your live performances. <laughs> really? Like is, that, that was a clear choice or it just came out as no, like we realized we need to not we need to make a decision. <laughs> yeah, um, for this year we made this decision in oh, yeah? yeah. Cuz you think black has too much of a an impact or it's too easy or what do you think? Mm-hmm. On the body, yeah, because it's really <laughs> about the body. Yeah, it's sort of too easy, indeed. Maybe it's too direct, also. Um, and it's very intensive. Like yeah, we very... have very similar to black, uh, very dark violet, mm-hmm. which is of course not black, but um, mm-hmm. it looks also special on the skin, regardless what color of the skin you have. It still um, gives this deepness of violet in in it <laughs> ah so you because yeah. I, I what my intuition would be that black would really refer to tattoo in a first mm-hmm. sense like mm-hmm. a truly a like a tattoo mm-hmm. or a, a a wound some sort of a wound on the body like mm-hmm. you know a trace of something that has mm-hmm. affected you you know sort of yeah. a, maybe someone unconsciously is drawing a pain or i don't know a sort of a, mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I would think. Yeah. But uh, for you, this, you thought it was too much of a contrasting color or too much of a... Too harsh for the, the performance itself. Mm-hmm. Like someone yeah. would be completely black in the crowd of colored people, like <laughs> with all kind of lines that would create like a, a break, you think? <laughs> oh, it's a really interesting question, actually, that you asked. And... Um... Mm. And I think there there is this element also of uh, what you also mentioned, Victor, about this tattoo and mm-hmm. uh, and like in a way straight straightforward sadness mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, and um, I also think that black is indeed great as the color on itself <laughs> to use, like. We had the performance with white. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely will not make a statement that we will never use black <laughs> <laughs> for the future. All no, right, yeah. just for, uh, for for now, this series of what the five colors that we use, yeah, uh, quite. Yeah, it seems that, that that this particular collection is enough without this black. Okay, what is the color? What are the colors? That you Do you remember? I remember. <laughs> I think there was a blue, but mm-hmm. the shade of blue, I'm a bit unsure. There was red. Yeah. 
Were they an orange? No. Uh, no? Green. Maybe a green? Mm -hmm. And then white? Mm -hmm. And then I'm not sure. Which pink, one? pink and violet. Pink, violet, white, green, red. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah. No yellow? No. Why? We didn't find. Yeah. There's actually. no yellow makeup. Uh, echo, echo, echo yellow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not, hmm. we didn't find. Because you see, you know, when you have this image of the the color festival in India, I don't yeah. know what it is. Mm -hmm. It's often the colors are insane and yellow yeah. is very present. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, they don't have, they haven't made a yellow version for that. Yeah, we should have, we should do ourselves from curcuma. <laughs> well, you could indeed, you could create yeah. your own uh, pigments mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. create your own uh, tools to apply them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there, good question. Would you uh, <laughs> would you consider making, um, yeah, the pigments that you use, making your own uh, tools for the performance? We were discussing it actually many times. Yeah, and uh, we thought indeed to do it in the future. But for now, for that previous grant that we had, uh, we had already this collection with pencils. Yeah, and it was important to. Uh, research more the communication part rather than um, making our own colors. Yeah, and also when you have um, a pencil, mm -hmm. which is something from everyday life, we all, I mean, not, not all, but many people just uh, just use it. And we use it, of course, we have different cosmetic pencils and drawing pencils. And um, you also get a sensation of a pencil. So you have something in between you and your body, yeah. which is the stool. Mm -hmm. And then when we were discussing in it about uh, using our the pigments, earth pigments, where you are like in a straightforward relation yeah. uh, with the body. And when we use the pencil, we have a, a blend of both because there are the moments when you um, also play with a pencil on your skin that is already there. And yeah, and then you're like straightforward in touch mm -hmm. uh, with yourself. Um, yeah, and sometimes there are these broken elements from the pencil and it's really interesting <laughs> because they are like uh, small spheres yeah. that can be I stretched think, further. I no, think I, we had quite some, no, during our talk or not, I don't know, broken spheres. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember <laughs> all the details, uh, but yeah. it's true that if you would start using your finger on your, your hand, mm. it's a complete different... Uh, uh, relationship it's it's more mm -hmm. about you somehow than about mm -hmm. this 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 moment with other people where uh, mm. you have to write on yourself which is mm. and you think about it quite uh, quite a weird thing mm. or write or yeah. like communicate with a pencil because mm. when i was uh, uh, looking at all the, the 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 pictures you know of all these lines on the body that really me reminded me and i don't know if this is um a conscious uh, thing, but you have this technical drawing of bodies, like the écorché, mm. you know, like the stripped down body of the skin and all the veins mm -hmm. system, mm -hmm. you know, like all the nerves are represented in red, in blue. Mm. So it's more of a scientific drawing, but it's kind of mm. a, a reference to what, what a body is. And that sometimes when I see the picture of your performance, mm -hmm. I have this sort of feeling of a Maybe the line does follow sometimes an inner path. 
pass inside the body. <laughs> when people, people draw on themselves, they maybe unconsciously follow a nerve or mm. a vein. So I was wondering if this is something you've noticed or if you have something you're aware of in your own performance, because you do, you do the mm -hmm. performance. Yeah, sometimes people also consciously follow their uh, lines. Mm -hmm. So we know. And birthmarks. Birthmarks, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's also, uh, in addition to these uh, veins and marks, it's also the feeling of caress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then this is a, a new vein system, <laughs> if <it's, laughs> you can name it like this. But it's a very important part of our research. Mm how caress can actually be a, a language mm. on yourself with yourself and together with others mm. yeah, yeah like a really different group of people can be um, in this conversation mm. it's not only with someone um, yeah <laughs> i don't know partner or um, you know. yeah or like your friends it can yeah. be uh, yeah yeah Yeah, because when, when I was part of the, I think I mostly used my hands or my arm. They mm. went on my face, I think. Yeah, because we had a short, it was at the art fair. Yeah, so there it was a short, I think 15, around 15, mm -hmm. half an hour performance. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. And we always begin with a hand indeed. Yeah. yeah. But yes. also what was uh, for me the... Um, The, the, the moment was when I sat down with you without mm. knowing what I was, what was, was going to happen mm. and took me a few minutes to understand what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And then, then the whole uh, communication uh, started, which I think was in that sense, uh, a really good entry. You mm. don't talk at all. You <laughs> let the, the uh, let's say, the, 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 you let the hands do the talking in a mm. way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we always indeed start in silence. Uh, yeah. From entering the space. Uh, yeah, when participants enter the space. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the state of silence is uh, the other base of the project mm. because it brings you very much connected to your own self. Mm -hmm. And through this base, you are connected to others. Yeah. yeah. So the state of relax and yeah, relaxing. Uh, being mm -hmm. at ease. Yeah, because and you also do the performance on cushions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's always a sitting, but the cushions are made, they're also your own creation, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So how are they connected, these cushions, to the performance? Are they where they made for it or it's sort of a, it happened to be? Actually, they started indeed with the with the in response performance, mm. Mm, and they are also the outcome of the silent conversation that we have with each other. So they are co-created, and uh, they happen in a way of reacting to each other lines. Julia make, for example, one line, and then I respond with scissors, with scissors mm. straight on the, mm -hmm. on the fabric. Yeah, uh, and it hap Yeah, it continues till till the moment when the form is complete. Um, so you do have this non-silent communication between you two. Silent. Uh, sorry, yes, non-verbal. Non <laughs> yeah. Non-verbal. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so yes. you must be quiet at your atelier. <laughs> 
Yeah, but what we what is really important is to get to the sense of like of groundness and indeed the silent state, which is <laughs> not necessary. It's not it's not muted. It's very important because yeah. people sometimes think, oh, it's silent, so you have to be muted. That's why we make now a rule is no words. No, that's the rule. Okay. And this rule is something that awakens the state of silence, which is a state of relax and being at ease and presence. Um and when we do our, when we co-create, we often uh, start with a dance. Then with it's movement. very loud. <laughs> yeah. So that actually is grounding us and it makes this transition indeed into silence. Ah. Um, and uh, in the performance, well, actually our first performance, uh, participatory wordless performance was a meal and it was six course silent meal. And there we would, it would start with uh, washing the hands of the participants and mas massaging and washing the hands, okay. which was also mm. this um, kind of transition from the outside to inside world and to this silent state. And then in tete a tete, I think it's just basically sitting down and landing and being together for a while. Yeah, uh, and there is, of course, a lot of other sounds happen. You can... yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a yeah, muted environment, yeah. but mm -hmm. the voice is not present. Yes. And that's why also... Yeah. Voice can be present. Uh, words cannot be present. Ah, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you can, of course, laugh and scream if you need. <laughs> it didn't happen, though, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm... Yeah, no. Uh, but okay, these this sculptures indeed, they were created first time indeed for the in response and later they also became um, a part of the tete mm -hmm. and then another series of this, we call them soft sculptures, um, they also are a part of our installation. Um, so it was, it started from the performance indeed and okay. creating the space and mm -hmm. um, so the performance tete a tete uh, like we're started let's say uh, intuitively or, well, or how did you start it, the process and then having this setting let's say to create the the environment for the performance how did that start it from the previous performance <laughs> which was the in response yeah, communication in response. Yeah. with each other uh, on your own uh, on the skin of each other okay just drawing uh, on someone. yeah and before we had this uh, nomadic picnic performance yeah. okay uh, the meal in silence mm. so basically all the projects derive from each other yeah and in the nomadic yeah. picnic there was also a space transformable space which was also co-created mm. but the time it was not only co-created by us, but it mm -hmm. was co-created by many people uh, during our other project, Pigmat Ritual, where people were weaving together from old plastic bags and creating this uh, match Pigmats that later formed the space for the performance. Um, so yeah. there is always this element that travels from one work to another. Yeah. And we like this play between the... Uh, object or design and independent uh, art piece so that it can serve mm -hmm. as a sitting spot but then it can be also just in a space as a sculpture or on the wall like yeah, pigmats yeah. as a painting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so kind of a, yeah, a play 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, I mean, of course, I don't know everything you've done. I mm-hmm. sort of scanned a bit because uh, it seems tete a tete is quite uh, something you do quite often, or you seem to have an agenda of it, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, seems to be the uh, maybe the the core uh, performance you you are doing at the moment, or is it, it are is. other things happening? Obviously, they are, but uh, tete a tete is really the sort of the the strange mm-hmm. central point somehow of your. <laughs> Yes. Well, we also had the, a grant for this project. Okay. That's how you got to know about it because of the yeah the Art Rotterdam. Yes, uh, and uh, uh, now we do it uh, on our own base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's uh, indeed um, needed, uh, and we believe that it can really bring uh, very um, positive effect to people. And mm. and even unintentional in a way, it has a therapeutic uh, quality. Yeah, yeah, that was Which one really... dimension of your work. I, I thought, mm. I felt something therapeutic or maybe sp- uh, ritualistic, mm. holistic, maybe. Mm. Yeah. So this is all uh, uh, you want this to be a part of it in a way. Yeah, we are definitely mm-hmm. interested in creating an ecosystem mm-hmm. where. You know, everything is yeah holistic rather than the hierarchy, and uh, yeah, and an ego. <laughs> <laughs> and does that do you in this aspect of the therapeutical? Uh, do you see people having a like a realiz- moment of realization or like a uh, opening up something? Yeah, really so a lot. much. Yeah, and yes. that's so touching. It's yeah. really. But do you do do you see that happening while it happens, or it's after the person is like both? Both, both, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. during, of course, and then later we get the responses from people, Mm -hmm. very long texts, and we think, wow, this really worth doing it. Oh wow! This is really why we um, yeah so happy to 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 be busy with it. Yeah. yeah, well, it's, it's, I see the emotion <laughs> in you. Uh, so the, all these response of people, um, I believe you, you kept them very close to you for now. Would you um, comment or do something with this response in some way? We cr- uh, well, we, we have uh, the collection in a book okay. of mm-hmm. uh, online uh, performances yeah. and uh, we keep basically archive of all the responses on our website and Instagram. And uh, yeah, we use it also as a, if people want, as a promo material for Mm -hmm. our further works, uh, further performances. Yeah. Also, Um, we had an exhibition like to, uh, to find, to end the Tatatet Triptych uh, project, which was actually Tatatet in three different contexts Mm -hmm. in the art space, uh, public space, and online uh, reel. Uh, we had an exhibition with, mm-hmm. at Castrum Peregrini H401, and there we also presented uh, the book with experiences. And also we did a compilation of few videos from dif- in different contexts. And there you could also read mm-hmm. the experiences. So they were publicly uh, presented. Accessible. Okay. <laughs> well, there must, I mean, must be and, very interesting uh, uh, insight on psyche. Definitely. All of this uh, mm-hmm. response, because the person probably is writing very uh, 
uh, emotionally directly what this person mm -hmm. feels mm -hmm. yeah and it's uh, yeah and also some people also recorded their experiences oh, yeah? so we also had possibility yeah to listen to some of them so in very different forms and we always keep this uh, possibility to to share the experience yeah whatever feels good some people feels like writing other feels like recording some people wrote poems and yeah so like, oh, yeah? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow this is uh it's really magical how yeah. this you know borders are melting so tremendously fast in mm. this uh process like our personal borders borders between people mm -hmm. so yeah i think this this of course the, yeah. Ego is quite a, yeah, there is a, a border. Yeah, there are, the, there are egos in the, in the now. But now what, what you ex explained mm -hmm. me was this, I, the, the notion that people are, let's say, treating themselves in some form or therapeutically. I'm curious if mm -hmm. you would consider doing this on a three days long. You would do this performance <laughs> in a, in, let's say, in a place or... I would say even more in a boat that's going from on one boat. place to another and you're just on the boat <laughs> and this is the amazing. only thing you do. <laughs> you know, you get a pontier from the ferry, you just turn it into a camp and you go through the Netherlands <laughs> on this, you know, it could be. <laughs> no escape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because beautiful. you know, you have this scientist who's going to a cave for like yeah. three weeks trying to understand how the body reacts to, to uh, darkness. And, uh, yeah. But this is for you, it's about uh, the language. I mean, mm. communication without language, which is something very important for us. And uh, you have a silent retreat. I heard about that. But yeah. this is different. So mm. you, uh, you need to be active with your communication, but in another way. So... Probably yeah. you think about the next uh, uh, three days retreats for this, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we are actually busy now creating a retreat. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> for in October. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So is it still top secret or uh, you, you, you keep mm. it, no? It's not. It's open. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's not yet on our website, but it's on the way. On the way. <laughs> it's already on the website of our collaborator that we do it together with. Um, uh, it will be in Portugal. Yeah. It will be in Mallorca. In Mallorca. Mallorca. <laughs> Better choose the right it will place. Be, yeah. It will <laughs> be in Mallorca on a hill, uh, which is an, um, yeah, a hill where rit rituals were happening in the past. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but now mm -hmm. it's just a beautiful finca uh, house um, mm. with the swimming pool. And we're gonna do a retreat together with our friend and um, and collaborator, um, which is a yoga teacher and art historian. And art historian. And uh, yeah, there will be yoga and tete a tete and nomadic picnic. And in response, uh, so you can dive into a big um, possibility of exploring. Yeah. And expressing yourself because yeah. honestly like already when we were doing nomadic mm -hmm. and the dinner like i think a very big difference the dinner it's also focused on on connection beyond words and playing with proximity and uh with your body with your body because you have to connect uh, 
to others uh, physically, basically, and create yeah. a sculpture for the uh, dish. Mm. But it's still more of a kind of introduction since we designed indeed you have still something very much leading which are the dishes that we designed and they really are conceptual dishes that um, influence the way of interaction between people there is a lot of freedom of course but uh, they stimulate in a certain way mm -hmm. and and tete tete is kind of a next level of yeah you get nothing you only get a pencil you don't get any form like mm -hmm. in nomadic uh, through the food through the shape and uh, composition uh, so after nomadic, there was always a really big need for participants to stay together. It never just finished after, like it always continued mm -hmm. for a few hours <laughs> that people stayed. And talking nonstop. Yeah, because it's also, <laughs> you know, like irigarises, right? Arriving at speech from the space of silence. So it's really beautiful how after these experiences, mm -hmm. the dialogue is happening, but then it's like this dialogue the very open dialogue in words as well. Um, and, and already in Nomadic, we had this thing, oh, we would love to give a longer experience for people. And actually some people were even asking about it. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and then new practices came. Uh, I start to call it practices, but projects <laughs> like mm -hmm. in response and then tete a tete. Uh, uh, yeah, and it just feels great and important to indeed create a space where people could have all of them and stay together for longer and see what happens. Okay. Well, it, it really <laughs> sounds like uh, you have an entire ecosystem, of course, of, uh, <laughs> of, uh, of performance and creations that are all fueling each other. Feels a little bit like this mycelium, you know, is this mm -hmm. the, the fungus <laughs> under the ground that mm -hmm. just connect to all kind of uh, roots mm -hmm. and the system and then sprouts a mushroom <laughs> when it needs. It's a bit like this. <laughs> <Where does it? laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a... Uh, and, um, well, well, very interesting, this uh, retreat you're preparing with the, the, yeah, the ritual, uh, the place of ritual, because this weekend I stumbled upon a very weird spot in Amsterdam uh, North. Mm -hmm. There was a piece of forest, and in the middle there was, not far from any, uh, not far from the entrance or where people were living, but just there, was a... a the ring of the forest was completely burnt, like all the trees were burnt, and at the center was rituals, mm. like a little sp spot of, of, of bricks with flowers, but the flowers were clean. So all oh. around was burnt, uh -huh. and all the flowers that were at that spot were all f sort of fresh, and also they were hanged on the trees that were burn burned next to it, and on, this wow. and oh. on this altar was a baguette, a piece of chocolate, <laughs> Uh, a pancake, I think, and something else. It was like <laughs> super weird. Like it didn't felt satanistic, but it felt <laughs> like uh, some sort of weird call call to mother nature in some form. Yeah, I will show you the picture. It's it it's haunting me. <laughs> yeah, I will take you there, but I will not tell you. I will. Uh, Draw you the map on my body, <laughs> and we will. <laughs> we will burn it afterward. In a very intriguing space, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm. so, yeah, yeah, I guess people really need this uh, in their life. It really mm. unites this 
chocolate and baguette. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do you think it's also a bit of a... Uh, it feels also a bit mm -hmm. like a reaction to the COVID uh, pandemic mm -hmm. with the isolation that mm -hmm. it brought and the digitalization of everything. Mm -hmm. That suddenly we lost, uh, yeah, contacts and uh, mm. freedom to, I don't know, walk in nature, realize nature is here, these kind of things. Mm. I mean, that's, I, I believe mm -hmm. you uh, uh, do that in your performance. You sort of bridge this gap. That's your... Uh, And you see the people need that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great possibility to socialize as well, even though there are no words. Mm. But um, basically, that, that, that uh, happened to be during Corona uh, and it started online when people couldn't meet. And uh, once we did it online and it felt that we are in one space connected so much, mm. And uh, yeah, we were basically before very much against all online and in general digital ways of making works. Yeah. So this was our first project uh, that we did in Zoom and mm -hmm. we felt very connected together with each other and with people mm -hmm. from all over the world, actually from yeah, many different places joined. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so... Um, But it required the, the format of a uh, small amount of participants. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, a certain format. But that's also we keep mm -hmm. in, uh, in live performances as well. Yeah, it's And it's, of course, challenging the structures. of. Uh, yeah, it would be difficult with uh, 20 people, I believe, to do this circle of, of or this, this ring of person talking, or let's say communicating. Yeah, but uh, the other work uh, in response when we draw on each other, mm. uh, then we could be 20. Okay. So we were finally, uh, lockdown is over and we can uh, do it again. Yeah. In our studio. Interesting <laughs> how it will be now after, after yeah. Corona. Like we had few performances where that a that organically transformed into in response mm -hmm. because we have only one rule and that's like in all performances, one rule, no word. Mm -hmm. And the rest just opens up in a, in a moment. Yeah, but it's so nice to m meet uh, the others beyond these questions of mm -hmm. where are you from, where do you work, and you don't need to think about all other questions because there, here you are, and here is another one, and you learn about each other. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and just to continue about this one, one rule, yeah. <laughs> even it's written like, okay, it's the conversation through drawing on your skin, but only one rule, no words. And, you know, sometimes we don't read properly or, or mm. some things happen or some things, the need is there and just people indeed start to draw on each other as well in tete-a-tete. -tete. Yeah, that's sort of a... Yeah. Uh, so then it becomes a blend of two projects. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in Corona time already there was, this, I mean, there was a big need at some point mm -hmm. when the lockdown was, uh, yeah, not there and uh, that people start to draw on each other. Um, yeah, but <laughs> interesting to research how it will be in the broader context, because yeah. we also very much played indeed with proximity and with getting close, uh, physically close with the strangers uh, before Corona. and. Uh, Yeah, in Pigmat, in Nomadic, and in, in response. 
and then tete a tete was very much um, staying in a safe and uh, comfortable and restricted space mm -hmm. of one and a half meter distance. Yeah, it's, and, I yeah. feel we still have, uh, we're still not fully recovered from that. Mm -hmm. Still, you know, it feels, feels, still feels weird to be in a tight environment mm. with people sometimes when it's for example a, a concert or a very crowded bar like for example on Koningstar there was like mm -hmm. sometimes oh my god this mm. this is it yeah. there's too many people ah there's one thing we haven't touched is you also make illustration mm -hmm. which are not Drawings. on the body yeah, yeah. yeah. so you traded skin for papers and uh, <laughs> so I was curious about this this part of your work and how does that Of course, there is a link, obviously, but can you explain your illustration? Because they are very ab abstract, but they do have a clear title sometimes. So can you just explain? And you have one on your bag, which I believe is a, an original. That's it. Yeah. Pencils are everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we cover them, everything. Uh, well, uh, the, the project is called Stories of Matter. And uh, we uh, draw different matter. You can, yeah, you are free to interpret uh, solid, liquid, and ethereal. It's something that happens directly on the paper. We don't make sketch in advance. And uh, during creation, a certain um, integral energy becomes present that makes this process so... Um, sacred in a sense that yeah and um meditative that uh, in the end something yeah happens on yeah the outcome of it remains on the paper and uh, we see it as this um uh possibility to spread it further because here it is visible and people can have it Or at least look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So you you you, you start with a matter ID. Yeah. That you uh, imagine would look, and then you you let sort of this energy guide your. Yeah, we don't imagine how it will yeah. look. Ah. Or sometimes we do, and then it looks different. That's like really interesting that it's unfolding like this conversation that that, that mm -hmm. is unfolding in the moment. And here, this, the drawing on paper also unfolds in a moment. So there are no preconstruct. There is no preconstructed idea, and there are no preconstructed colors. Mm -hmm. So we also just feel in different moments attracted to different color, and to different uh, type of a line. And uh, they are all definitely tactile, and they have all movement in them. I mean, no, sorry, movement. Stillness actually, well. movement and stillness. And then the question mm -hmm. is stillness, also type of a movement. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and there are this um, ever transforming matter, which is an energy. Um, yeah, that's, I think there were some names because you said sacred, right? Mm -hmm. So there's some names where chakra or mantra or <laughs> some of the drawings were named with a sort of a, a strong energy related uh, thing. So, um, Yeah, I, I have to say that, that mm -hmm. um, at some point this drawing practice um, brought me to the chakra reading and um, aura reading 
course, Dorota did this course. So, <laughs> uh, so therefore, like some drawings, there were after the sessions of okay. uh, chakra and aura reading. Uh, yeah, and therefore you saw it uh, like this, the, the title, but mm -hmm. it's, it was not a title, but it was description of the process of, yeah. Uh, and, um, and then also um, ancient indigenous music, like mantras are also a part of the practice as such. Like in general, the, the artistic practice in life is one. <laughs> there is no <laughs> division between. Yeah, it's hard to make a clear division between personal and artist. I mean, I have a hard time even considering it, but uh, yeah, yeah. If you do, so, if you do become an artist or if it's your everything you do somehow reflect or breathe uh, this. Yeah. Because when I look at your drawing, I felt a lot of movement, a lot of energy, a lot of um, a breathing actually like mm. a breathing of hair like when you do in yoga or in certain practice so that that's why i thought they were linked with the performance in some mm. form mm -hmm. but i was not sure if they would come after but they seem to be done in a different complete different setting for you the drawings sometimes uh, not in a different settings and uh, that that could be also a very big inspiration for drawings yeah it's one of the practice which awakens this creative stream and recently we were describing indeed which the practices that awaken this creative stream or uh, channeling yeah. of drawings and <laughs> and then i thought yet yeah, that that is one of those but it also felt weird to name that your project is <laughs> one of the practices channeling the creative stream <laughs> so at the end we we didn't <laughs> include that at that but yeah. yeah it is it really is and and for me, it really started actually, I mean, I was drawing before, but then the stories of matter came after Tete a Tete. Mm -hmm. And this need to draw on the paper got really strongly awakened from drawing on the body. So, yeah. Oh, but I completely understand it. I think yeah. uh, me, when I uh, do sports, I do feel that the body movement does translate into the drawing in some way or in the painting. Mm -hmm. Like if you walk, if you, pardon, if, if you use your body in a certain way with repeated movement, you, know, mm. you sort of, your body learns something that your brain is not connected to anymore. It's mm -hmm. like the, the body memory is in place. Then you realize when you're drawing or painting, you have the same uh, sort of move that mm. comes out. And uh, like drawing is not only the hand, it's also an entire set of movement mm. from the all the way from the, the wrist to the shoulder, to the hips, almost mm -hmm. to the foot sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I, that, that's what I feel in your drawing, that I think they have this sort of um, uh, body vibration somehow, uh, without making it sound, uh, <laughs> you know, like a pop song, uh, <laughs> you know, like top, top 10, uh, top 50 <laughs> pop song album CD cover. But they have something of this sort of vibration, which I think is it's quite a good... Um, I'll just call that uh, expression when you see the performance and the room and his drawings, they, they are aligned, they talk to each other, which I think is quite mm -hmm. interesting. So you, in these drawings, mm -hmm. will you continue um, making those, uh, let's say, with pen or are you also experimenting with other uh, material? We are drawing with pencils. 
Yeah, we're still in love with pencils. Yeah, that's <laughs> Just true. the question is about now more of a size of a paper. Mm-hmm. And also, like in Stories of Matter, it was, yeah, uh, uh, sometimes happened to be different kinds of emotions. And now we really know how to catch and how to get this moment of... Um, I wouldn't say positive energy, but this peaceful, and peaceful energy. Yes. Um, so knowing this, we want to concentrate on this and mm. yeah, and share it further. Yeah. Well, that evokes me, you know, uh, I don't know that by heart, but I know what it looks like. This Zen uh, gardens mm. in mm. Japan, we know with the, the, <laughs> the, the little stones, you know, where mm-hmm. it's the, the, the impression of this uh, sign or this trace on the on these gravels yeah. uh, evoke all kind of uh, yeah level of spirituality or breathing. I think there's mm. something like that when I see your drawing. Mm. Uh, maybe you could consider drawing on an entire floor <laughs> with a uh, mm. I don't know a, a mm. broom or something. <laughs> yeah, with everything. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Tools, you can draw with anything, obviously, almost anything. Because mm. maybe you've heard about this uh, story of this very dark color, you know, the color that does not reflect light or something. Have you heard mm. about that one? No. It was in the news some maybe two years ago or three. Mm. It's a paint or it's technically not a paint. It's like it should be called like a uh, like liquid material, whatever, because it's a bit different. So basically, it's a material of black mm. that does not reflect 98% of light. Mm. So if you paint something with it, mm-hmm. the shape disappears in such a way that you can feel sometimes it's a black hole or it's a hole some sort of a real big That's the w- yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, hole somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the artist, I think Anish Kapoor, mm-hmm. bought it. Or yeah bought the rights to use it mm-hmm. but the paint exists before like for army and satellites reason they use it but it exists still or it's still accessible mm-hmm. and it's really impressive so i was wondering if you would paint your body with this uh, <laughs> black you know you do sort of cuts out parts of your body mm, would wow. be really intriguing or in um Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I loved that movie. You know, Roger Roger Rabbit, the movie mm-hmm. was, uh, <laughs> you know, they have this they have this sort of hole, this black hole they throw to the floor mm-hmm, that yeah. makes a hole, you know, like, and mm-hmm. they pass through it. <laughs> this kind of paint does this, you know. Mm. You put it somewhere <laughs> and then you can pass. <laughs> yeah. Especially on the fantastic. body. Yeah. Yeah, it would be special to see it. Mm. Experience it, yeah. Mm. No, I haven't heard actually about it. It's uh, I, I don't I know. Heard it it, yeah. they, they, it has, has a name like I don't know, mm. like black uh, extreme intense, some sort of technical term like mm-hmm. this. But you can find examples online. Mm. And, and I was wondering how is it to work with, because you work together. So how is it as a duo to to um, to work uh, well continuously on all this project? I believe. Uh, full time in a sense yeah mm-hmm. great yeah mm-hmm. you share the same space <laughs> yes and you've yeah. been working together for about a few years now six years six years since 2016 no. 17 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's and also the, during studies, so five years we did projects together. So if to calculate also study time, it's more. But yeah, yeah during studies it was different. Um, during studies we would still have like our personal projects and yeah. then, um, like each year one project uh, in collaboration. We like to have uh, uh, discussions and this makes us... Uh, um, <laughs> well, th- there is. Yeah. I, I just mean that there are so many different and um, similar that uh, it's a great combination of uh, creating a work together. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. Um, let's say you found each other's uh, exactly like uh, you support each other. Like you. Mm. But do you? I was wondering if you still um, develop personal project but they eventually become shared project or you work everything together in a let's say methodology you have or i don't know what to call it yeah it is a methodology mm-hmm. yeah. yes mm-hmm. we work uh, together um yeah. but we create drawings uh, separately while being also in different spaces mm-hmm. we also draw a lot uh, from home mm-hmm. and of course it was also kind of a natural thing in corona <laughs> that uh, yeah, we were more mm-hmm. like we still had a studio, and sh- and when we're going to studio space, but uh, we also were drawing a lot at home, and um, and sometimes also so nicely in a bedroom on the bed, and then it's just <laughs> oh this this also this piece of size of paper was also connected to it because the size was not very big and it's very comfortable and can be just used everywhere. But it was in solitude. So the drawings were happening often in solitude. Mm-hmm. And then we would uh, show them to each other. Yeah, well, uh, the rest of the work, which is a huge amount of work, uh, creating concept, uh, sending applications, answering emails, etc., we do together. Uh, <laughs> 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 in a very, very uh, <laughs> close. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you don't have to tell me everything. Huh? Just, it's, just, it's just the working, uh, the working part. <laughs> yeah. No, concreation is uh, is amazing. Yeah. Really, <laughs> it's um, it's just what it's really important. Uh, in also indeed in our methodology, in our message that, you know finding this balance between collective and individual we're actually creating this collective which each individual matters mm-hmm. uh, where we don't have to be a big collective mass but we can still be very much ourselves, and then be with each other and that's mm-hmm. what we have also in our collaboration we still very yeah both autonomous thinkers and autonomous makers and at the same time sharing the space uh yeah and mm-hmm. and co-creating and uh yeah, and there and and as we already mentioned, this ecosystem. Mm-hmm. That's why we also call collective because in our works, other people are active part of it. Yeah. You know, very often, I mean, not in drawings, but in the installation, you are a, an active part, or in the performance, you are co-creator of mm-hmm. the work. Yeah. Yeah. And even when you come to the installation, yeah. uh, so there are drawings and then soft sculptures. You sit on the sculpture, you lie on the sculpture, you sometimes mm-hmm. start to interact on the sculpture and you also give your yourself into it. And then 
sometimes yeah. others look at you in this installation being there and for them you are also a part of the work so there are many layers of how one can be a part of the work even mm -hmm. in the one yeah. which is like created by us yeah yeah. Uh, yeah but then becomes an installation so mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh most curious day the collective then i understand but they they collective the day dorota and julia all oh, right <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But this, this is extremely precise, I think. Because <laughs> uh, you would not have sort of a side project called Night Collective, which would be uh, like only the dark stuff. You know, like, the, like the opposite of what you do during the day is uh, like a super egoistic, black, uh, uh, anti-rituals, uh, you know, like... Uh, dogmatic kind of work, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. fascistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you could have, you know, this switch uh, as an artist duo. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I, I guess, I mean, that's everything I have, uh, mm. I have on, on my head, I think, about all your very, very interesting works. I would say the world you create even more than just work, <laughs> uh, the world around it. Do you have anything else to add uh, about, I don't know, your work? Or I mean, you've already shared that you're going to make a retreat. Maybe there's other projects or process you want to talk about. Ah, uh, indeed. Yeah. Ta -ta -ta and access bars. Well, Dorota and Nidia, thanks a lot Thank for joining you. World of Color. And uh, wish you uh, great success in all the development of all of your uh, collective. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.